Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. Greetings, this is Sharon Swing. I am co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, along with Sybil Towner, who's here with me today. Say hi, Sybil. Hi, great to be here. And Joan Kelly. Joan Kelly is our Director of Facilitator Development for One Life Maps. Hi, everybody. So glad that we could uh, join via Zoom to do this podcast today. Um, The three of us together work on One Life Maps. And one of the things that we do is a virtual class, um, taking people through the entire Listen to My Life Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story process. And we're going to do that starting September 8th for 10 weeks. We're gathering a group of people to do that. Check the homepage at onelifemaps.com for more information on that. We would love to have you join us. There's so many good reasons to do it. Please check that, that page out. It'll explain it. But I just finished doing the one-on-one coaching calls that follow that process. And what beautiful things that have transpired in people's hearts and minds and souls um, in their connection with God themselves and others um, that have occurred in such beautiful ways because they took the time to map their story and enter deeply into community um, to do it. So in any case, today we're going to do something that we often do at the beginning of those calls um, that we do once a week with that group. We do this in so many different settings um, where we're gathering a group, a small group, or we're, um, we're teaching in some, in some way. In fact, Joan and our friend Gail Donahue teach a Thursday morning spiritual formation class at Willow Creek Community Church, and this is how they start the group. And it's called one-word check-in, or sometimes it's two-word check-in or three-word check-in. And uh, so that's our topic for today, is this one-word check-in. And we decided to use three today, and we took a little pause before we started and uh, decided to write down our three words for today. So, Joan, what about you? Okay, I'm going to try to follow the instructions and only give the three words and not the uh, explanation behind them. And that's very hard to do. (laughs) Um, I would say grateful, uh, discerning, and content. Mm -hmm. Are you civil? And I would say grateful, uh, concerned, and open. And my three words today, energized, attentive, and longing. So when we do this exercise, why do we do it? Well, I'll just throw out. So when we do this in this rather large class and people are sitting in their small groups, let's say 10 or 12 small groups, it's a way to just kind of internally check what is going on. And we'll do what you just did, Sharon, which is we each took you know, 30 seconds or a minute to just kind of do a little inventory, right? And I think we do it to kind of reflect. I think our emotions are an indicator of what's going on in our soul. 
But in our case, in a, in a small group, the thing that's really awesome about it is within a couple minutes of us going around and everybody naming out loud the reality of the best guess they have of what's going on, you can kind of touch point and go, huh, there's something going on with Sue over there. I don't have to know about it, but I can be aware, aware, aware of it in our meeting together today. So it's a way of being self-aware um, but also of aware of my community around me. Mm-hmm. And so, well, what else do you have to yeah. add to that? Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> I, I love what you uh, said, that aspect of it being an internal GPS mm-hmm. um, and uh, noticing. The other thing is, it's like a tuning up for singing or for playing the piano that everybody in the room has an opportunity to use their voice and come present, come present as is, not out of anything that the content or whatever group they're in was expecting of them. So when I've gotten to do that, then more of me will come as is throughout the discussion because that has been received and accepted. And there's always, as we were even thinking of our words, there's, there's that sort of hesitancy. Should I say that? You know, it, or will this be acceptable? Or is this really honest? Or I don't really know how I feel. I, I don't, I can't come up blank, but I'm really not sure. And uh, so anyway, there's, there is, I, I, I think if we were to ask people and I can just reflect myself, there's just an initial awkwardness and, um, and then the invitation to just put your whole self in mm-hmm. and right. uh, yeah. And naming, uh, and naming feelings is not easy for anybody. Yeah. It's, it's, more difficult for some people. And what I love about this is that it gives me a clue. So when I was facilitating a table in uh, Joan and Gail's class, um, I would take note of what people said in their one word check-in. A lot of times we'd write them on a post-it note and we'd pass a piece of paper and everybody would stick it to that piece of paper. And so I'd end up with that last paper. With, with it after everybody had contributed. And then when we got to the part of the class where the conversation was more open and, and all, if there was a word there that uh, expressed some deep emotion, I might actually ask someone in the midst of the conversation um, if it seemed relevant to say, did what you just say have anything, uh, any relationship to the word that you that you gave at the beginning. And then that would give someone an openness, an open spot to be able to share a little bit more deeply if they chose to about what was happening. But then the conversations afterwards, sometimes people would loop back and ask people mm-hmm. um, about that. So it, it just has a way of, of getting us present to ourselves, to others, and um, in a position of openness in some ways. So, I mean, it's not that it's just in a facilitation thing. It can be, you sit down at the dinner table. It wouldn't be a bad mm-hmm. thing to use um, at the end of the day um, 
with a with a marriage partner you know it's just mm-hmm. a <laughs> it's just a an interesting and actually to say how are you to a teenage kid you're going to get fine and you, you say well fine isn't an emotion but you could ask the question um you know if you if you set the precedent for this so what's one word to describe how you're feeling today other than fine um <laughs> might be the deal so yeah there's, there's uh, and they might say not fine <laughs> you say do we you call fine the f word at our house so yes <laughs> do you have more words behind that right? uh, yeah, and sometimes funny. and sometimes we do need to expand our vocabulary for emotions you know and we um, you know, there's all kinds, if you go online and you just search up feeling wheel, right? There's like an emotion wheel of like, I don't know how many are in there. The one I have one open on my laptop right now. And so that I have a place to kind of go like, oh, okay. I'm more than sad. I'm lonely or I'm isolated or I'm is, is fine on, on there. No, fine is not on there, Sharon. Okay, no. I just wanted to ask. But no, fine the- is actually fine is a door closed. It is. It is. I'm not speaking. Well, and I'm or, actually saying, or I don't know. I don't have. I don't know, yeah. or I don't have language. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, 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 John, my husband would say, initially he he didn't he didn't want to go here, but then when he saw there was something that could help figure out, you know, what my what his word might be. Then he's like, yeah, where's that feelings wheel? That helps me actually, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like if I go to the paint store and I have to paint and like they give you that big color wheel of all those, mm-hmm. I get overwhelmed. But when I can kind of sort, sort through and go, well, I kind of like the yellows and, you know, I can narrow down and I, my word doesn't have to be right. I guess that's the other mm-hmm. point I'll yeah. tell people. It's like, your word doesn't have to be right. It's just kind of your best guess right now um, yeah. as far as what's going on. No, so, I think- just finding something on the co- on the because some of them have colors on the on the colors. Pinterest mm-hmm. is a great place to go if you put in emotion mm-hmm. wheel or feeling wheel, mm-hmm. uh, because there's lots of great options there. But some of them are so beautifully specific, uh, and the in the in of the inside of the wheel has some kind of basic yeah, words. Sad. And then it then it kind of branches out from there to get more specific in each one of those areas. In fact, Joan, can you pick out one of those in the middle of the wheel? Yeah, so if I look at um, scared is one in the middle. Like in the middle, there's only like six words, sad, mad, scared, joyful, powerful, and peaceful, the one I'm looking at right now. But off of scared, there's the next layer out says confused, rejected, helpless, submissive, insecure, and anxious. And then out from there in the outer layer, it says bewildered, discouraged, insignificant, inadequate, embarrassed, overwhelmed. Um, so what a great tool to begin to help you, you know, figure out what's kind of going on inside and to help, mm-hmm. you know, your, your kid, if you have children. Um, I remember when one of my kids was little, he, I realized he didn't have any, he, he just didn't have vocabulary behind, you know, sad, um, hungry and mad and mad or annoyed, which was related to some sibling. Right. And a dear friend of ours said, you just need to help him, you know, expand his vocabulary. And that starts with you using some other words and you naming, you know, somebody cuts you off in traffic. She said, well, what do you do? I'm like, well, I I don't usually say anything because what would come out was not pretty. Well, she said, you know, it's okay when he's in the car to name, wow, that really annoyed me. Why did that guy 
I'm curious why that guy did that. You know, you're helping them name and I need help like that too, to name what's going on. So, uh, so that's a part of us really becoming emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, people who work with the tool of the Enneagram say that um, uh, every uh, triad, every intelligence triad does not know how to deal with feelings, mm-hmm. that the people who, who are called the heart people, they feel other people's feelings. And then the people who are sort of in their heads, they think their feelings. And the people who are in the body triad or gut, they just say, forget feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, that just means all of us have difficulty kind of naming internally what is um, – what is really going on? And I thought about that one word, um, you know, that one word check-in is um, very Can you say often. That again, Sybil? Yes. When that one, one uh, yeah, when that one word check-in uh, comes in, one of the first things, particularly in a group, that I'm, I'm scanning the room or I'm scanning my small group and thinking, what do they want me to say? That's that. I mean, that is one of the things that come. Or what is acceptable? And so, what is acceptable? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. We have a little trouble with your connection there, Sybil. So, oh, yeah. yeah so what? It's- so what is acceptable? What is really? Um, what are the expectations of the people asking me? Whether it's my family, my small group, and that just comes out of the way I have related to them. And the way I've developed my relational world. So, uh, so coming forward as is takes practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm thinking that the, the that the benefit of this one word check in is is to increase our emotional vocabulary. Uh, is one thing to make deeper connections is another piece. Um, but to be present with ourselves, you know, some people love words and other people don't have that, that deep love of words. Uh, and, and so that exercise can, this exercise can be more difficult for some people than others, but it's almost like for people who don't journal, um, this is almost like an internal journaling exercise, right? Just picking a word. Um, it's kind of a one-word journal entry almost in that kind of a way. And there's something so precious about that in terms of just helping us to be um, more connected to ourselves. Because if we're not connected to ourselves, how are we supposed to be connected to others? Mm-hmm. You know, Sharon, as you were talking there and you were saying, you know, some people aren't word people. I mean, another way at doing something like this is to say, draw me a picture (laughs) or what emoji (laughs) would describe how you're feeling right now. We're able to do that Mm -hmm. on our phones, (laughs) but could we do that for our hearts and what is going on or what, you know, even what color, if I had to pick a color out of the crayon box Mm -hmm. today, what would it be? Because when I put a word on something, sometimes it feels like it diminishes it. Or I feel, based on who I am, 
I'm a word person, so I want it to have the right word. Mm-hmm. So I kind of need, I love that you gave us some time to do this because I'm like, oh, I have to really kind of think about it. Um, so being aware, I love what you're doing is like being aware of those around your table. Mm-hmm. Like, let's try to come at this a different way today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that when, today we chose three words instead of one word. And um, that seemed to be really important when we recently hosted the um, conversation around themes of race in our story workshop called Roots. And because if we're, what's top of mind with people coming in is this conversation about race, one word just doesn't seem to capture the complexities of what's happening inside of us. And so to be able to hold the idea that I feel anxious and I also feel committed and I also feel hopeful Mm -hmm. all at the same time about the same thing. Yeah, I actually started it when the pandemic started and we're doing some, you know, things online with people. That's kind of when we went to three words because it did that too. It's like you were holding a lot of different things all at the same time. And it felt it felt healing to actually name out loud the the tension. I mean, the words that you just named all had tension to them, you know, to yes. try to hold them all at the same time. And that makes me tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, not only, uh, not only tired, but um, it actually does a very positive thing. It moves you from either or thinking. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to be positive or I'm, or I'm trying to be um uh, I don't want to say unpositive, but um, a more difficult feeling coming forward. And I'm thinking, uh, which way which way do I want to be? And kind of how do I want to present myself? But it's a both and. You can actually hold the feeling you held that was committed. To me, that's a hopeful feeling. Uh, and also a difficult feeling uh, that is held in the same space and so there's a both and it's not either or and either or thinking does not help you in growth yeah this this idea that um that's i mean really that's why journaling is such a healthy practice is because it helps us to explore these things so this is the shorthand way but i also love the fact that Um, if we use like a three-word check-in for today, for example, is there one of the words that you want to say a few things about? Is there one of the words that's specifically, um, for you, Joan, let's say, if you were to pick one of those words, is there something um, that needs to be expressed that you'd like to say a a few sentences about? Mm -hmm. So I think I had one of my words, I think I said discerning, and the other word I would put with that one is is wrestling like I feel like I'm wrestling and discerning things of the world um there's some things within my own um personal life that I'm wrestling with some family of origin things Mm -hmm. um there's some discerning wrestling going on with um yeah launching as I said earlier launching my last um child you know off 
off to college and realizing, oh, wait, the clock is, is you know, ticking and there's some things. So, yeah, there's a lot behind even that one word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For you, Sybil, if there's one word that you wanted to say. Yeah, um, yeah I use the word concerned. Um, uh, one of our um, director's grandchildren just had mouth surgery, removing cysts, and uh, and there was a, she's nine years old, and excessive bleeding, and, and she's just in a very difficult place, and it's an ongoing issue, and uh, her father is, uh, has health issues as well, and has, um, now has swollen feet, and, and can't, needs to lie flat, but when he lies flat, it impacts his lungs. And so just the concern for their family and uh, something that doesn't, isn't quite answerable. um, And in the moment, it's hard. And it, I mean, it certainly causes me to pray, but it, I hold the concern and I'm going to see the other sisters today and just thinking how to care for them and just bless them in the midst of their knowing that mm-hmm. something is not quite right in their family. Yeah. And for me, I would choose longing. Um, I just, it, it's also attached to this conversation about um, racial justice. I, I long for a more kind and just world. Mm-hmm. So that's been top of mind for the last few months. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I get really emotional about it when I think about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that's definitely mine. So yeah, I, you know, what came to mind as we were talking earlier also was a children's book by Dr. Seuss um, that is on our shelves here in the house. And it is uh, called My Many Colored Days by Dr. Seuss. And it is a gorgeous children's book. And um, it does kind of assign those colors to the the different kinds of emotions. And the artwork is fantastically beautiful. And um, yeah, to help increase, I I remember reading that to my son um, so long ago now and and having it be helpful to me. It's one of those children's books that isn't just for kids, (laughs) like so many of them are. Yes. Yeah. Are there any books that uh, that come to mind for the two of you or any other resources that you'd like to add on for our listeners here? None come to mind at this point? Okay. No problem at all. So I just want to thank you, Sybil and Joan, mm-hmm. for being here again. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, if you have any suggestions for us on other... Um, other resources to help us to name our emotions, to connect with ourselves, to connect with others, to to connect with God, Um, please respond uh, in to our show notes. And we would love to hear from you. Um, Just thank you. Don't forget about that. Listen to my life virtual coaching group that starts September 8th. We'd so much love to have you in that group. We are just so delighted by how those conversations emerge and what happens in people's lives over 10 weeks. So 
we'd love to have you um, come and name your emotions with us every week for 10 weeks <laughs> in community. <laughs> so oh. signing up. Thanks, Sybil. Oh, happy to be here. Joan. Goodbye, everybody. Good to be with you. Many blessings. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by OneLifeMaps.com, creators of unique visual life mapping materials titled, Listen to My Life, Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story. Go to OneLifeMaps.com to purchase your Listen to My Life portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's OneLifeMaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S dot com. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You can help support this podcast and the work of One Life Maps by supporting us on Patreon. Go to www.patreon.com slash onelifemaps to pledge $5 or more per month and get weekly audio meditations to help you recognize and respond to God in your story. Thank you for tuning in to the One Life Maps podcast. Until next time, make the most of this one life that you've been gifted. Mm-hmm.